2,000 Miles by the Pretenders. Welcome to Kitchen Radio. My name is Rita Katoni. Kitchen Radio is a regular fortnightly radio show that's broadcast on 8CCC, 102.1 FM in Alice Springs and Tennant Creek. It's a show all about food and produce and all the great cooks we have here in Alice Springs and Central Australia. My guest today is a local Arunda and Gurindji woman. Um, who has had every Christmas day bar one in Alice Springs. That's in her entire life. She's also the winner of the damper competition at the Alice Springs show this year. I'd like to welcome Nataline Ross. Hello, Nataline. Hello, Rita. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here with you sitting down today. Yes. Now, every Christmas bar one, that is a, that's a pretty amazing record, Natalie. What was the one it's Christmas you didn't have here? The one Christmas I didn't have here, I was down working on a cattle station in South Australia, Mount Lindhurst Station, and I just didn't, I just, yeah, just couldn't get back here. So we had Christmas down there. An eye-opener to me, but heartbreaking because I've always had Christmas. No matter where I was, I always made sure I came home for Christmas. But it was okay because I spent, you know, Christmas with people and around family. And uh, yet again, never. I'll always come home for Christmas or be here. So what's special for you about Christmas in Alice Springs? I think it's, it's just its home. It's family. All my family's still here. My sons are here. My, my sisters are here. My dad's here. Everyone. I think that the spirit of it all, you know, getting closer to Christmas and we all start getting together and having those silly little things. We had a Christmas bingo the other night, you know, family session and stuff like that. And um, then we'd go to our old dads we'd probably go there within the next couple of days and we'd sit and play Christmas music but we bring out the actual records the old Christmas records Audie Murphy like old old an old player as well then or a new our dad has the old player so we just go over and when we were born between me and my sisters the year we were born we all got our own record Christmas record so they're the records we play and what's your Christmas record <laughs> I can't remember <laughs> I think as you know, the best of such and such Christmas, they are really, really old that we get to play them now and like well used, my 54 years, they're well used. So they get the bit of the noise happening. Wow, I'm starting to feel nostalgic just thinking um, about it actually. It's great because we now, you know, this is what we grew up with, but now my sons get to experience that and my nieces and nephews get to experience that as well. It's like, this is what we used to sit and listen to, so we're passing that all the way on. Do you have one favourite Christmas that you've had here in Alice? Oh, a favourite Christmas. Uh, Not really, there's just, there's so many. I've loved all Christmases. Christmases are just so important to me, I suppose, because that's when we all do come together. Um, I used to love growing up, going to our Christmases with our Nana. She used to live on 10 South Terrace, where the Quest Motel is now. So that was one of our Christmases. Everyone would come, you know. We'd all, all gather there together and all the kids used to get to play together. And then mums, as, as we got older, we'd go to mum and dad's house and the same thing, you know, Nana would have the house all set up and streamers hanging off roofs and you name it, everything was happening. And the Christmas music playing. Always a good memory is her waltzing. She'd always make us waltz to all the, the Christmas songs. She taught us all to waltz and then um, taught her grandchildren that when she was still here how to waltz. We used to have to dance to the Christmas songs in their little lounge room. Wow, it sounds so fabulous. It was, you know, and thinking about it, I go, wow, sometimes those thoughts are so put away, like far back, that to come and talk about that stuff and you you think, wow, you're bringing everything forward. Um, 
But I do say I love my Christmases with my sons. So this Christmas you'll have with your, your sons? With my sons this Christmas. So they'll, yeah, they'll be, they'll be at mum's. So we get to open the presents. I'm very traditional as no presents go under that Christmas tree until Christmas. Wow. Early hours of Christmas morning. And when do you open them? We open them Christmas morning. Uh, after or before lunch? Um, before. It's like first thing. Um, if the boys aren't awake, I wake them. <laughs> <laughs> I will ring one who lives in another house to say, you, you better get to mum's house. And then the youngest one, because he still lives at home, I'll say, hey, time to get up. We've got presents to open. So, yeah. So I think I get more excitement out of it than the kids. <laughs> have you got grannies yet? No. Only what my nieces and nephews have that I get called Nana. But, yeah. And I, I love it because I've got, got them to decorate some little cardboard frames I got. They painted up for me the other day so I can hang on my Christmas trees. So, yeah. So you've got little kids around. So I've still anyhow. got... I, yeah, I still need the little kids around. Yeah. Um, I mean, I decorate my home as in my children are still little. Yeah. But that's just me. I love it. <laughs> Even outside, I love it. Well, this is actually a pre-recorded and I'm just looking around my home here and there's not a Christmas decoration. I think I'm a bad mother. My son every year has to say, do you think we could have a Christmas tree? And I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. I'll go and get the Christmas tree. But what I do have, I often do have a little nativity scene that I put out. So oh. for me, um, there's those nativity scenes at Christmas, which I'm still very nostalgic about and I will generally always have a, a nativity scene. I, I do have. I have one of those and I remember my mother gave it to me, only a very small one, but she also used to have one under mum and dad's Christmas tree and I remember my nephew made her one out of um, paddle pop sticks. All that, all that, I know, there's lots of stuff. Yeah. I'm just, you know, it's just my mind's just going, wow, just pulling up so much so many more memories yeah i can remember my mother making a nativity scene from little chick dolls that she got yeah. from coles and melting the limbs in place <laughs> and cutting the hair off a female doll to put it on the face <laughs> so, i know yeah, it's it is such a wonderful time of year but yeah. that's what makes our memories and i know that also us growing up and then watching my, my mum and dad with my sons, mum would get a cardboard box and all the Christmas cards, she'd buy packs of Christmas cards and she'd make the kids glue the Christmas cards around the box so it was a decorated box. Yeah. So that was their Christmas box. So then she would put all her decorations away in that. Not in a dirty old garbage bag, no. No, no, it was something decorated by, yeah, decorated by her grandchildren. And no. so how important is food then for, for Christmas for you and your family? Food growing up was huge. Me as a child growing up, we were always at our nana's. That was Nana Wade's on 10 South Terrace. Always lots of food. For Christmas. Lots of food for Christmas. You know, all the traditional. You'd have all your roast chickens and pork and your legs of ham. And then you have your veggies and the rest of it. And was there any pre-Christmas cooking as well? The pre-Christmas cooking would only be what Nana would make there. The, the night before that'd be just mainly all the mm -hmm. baking one thing I thought of today and I laughed is we, we you know she always have her custard cream and ice cream but they used to buy the huge big tins of mixed fruit and the mixed fruit I always remember always had the red cherries in it we had to have the ones because that was the Christmas fruit oh okay I just with the syrup red cherries in yeah. anything but yeah but yeah. that's that's what they used to have and they'd pour that in their bowl and fill it with Custard and oh, is that what you mean when you said the custard and the, and the cream? They had the custard and, custard and, ice cream. and the ice cream. Yeah, I yeah. mean you could have it individual, but I always remember them having their their fruit. Yeah. 
So was that all mixed together? And then no, just individual, plate, but they would put plate. it together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you yeah. know, there's, there's stuff like that. The big old tins would always pop out. So it wasn't just having all fresh fruit back, back then. Yeah. Everything was mainly in tins, except for like our cherries and that. Yeah, we yeah, used to. Yeah, which might come you up had enough, yeah, yeah, she had enough money because she used to cater for all, all her, her children and grandchildren. We'd, we'd get the cherries, but we'd also make sure we had all the main veggies, you know, potatoes, pumpkin, roast onions, yeah. peas and which beans. Would, yeah. It would have been available sort of or even 40 years ago yeah. in Alice Springs. It would have been, you know, not type of produce you've got now. No, it wasn't. It was basic, but it went a long way. My mum's cooking over Christmas. We loved it. We'd go there the night before and all she'd say, okay, you know, one daughter used doing the roast chicken, another one's doing the roast pork. Someone else, you bring the leg of ham. So we'd, we'd do all that sort of stuff. Her Christmas dinner, all the amount of food we had would last us until New Year's. So we would go and bring our kids every day to Nan and Pop's house because we went there for lunch or dinner. That's oh, how wow. much food we had we made it we made it last we made it last until new years so how did your mother learn to cook because your mother's gringy uh my my dad's gringy yeah mum's yeah eastern narrator yep so how and where did your mother learn to cook from (sighs) her cooking skills well look love her to death she had her own (laughs) own way of cooking but um just things she did herself or what she learned from her mum, you know, used to teach her how to make. And how did um, her mum? She, where we, did her mum learn to cook then? Her, her old, my old grandmother, yeah. Ada Wade. Yep, she learnt from her, um, her grandmother, uh-huh. Topsy Smith. Oh, okay. Yes, Nana Topsy. So it's all like a traditional, you know, yeah. like um, it's just also part of culture. It's passed down. Yeah. So was it influenced by by working on cattle stations? Absolutely. It's out bush on what you would make, and you know, like with anything, a lot of it was to do with flour. You always held your self-raising flour or your plain flour. Always had lots of eggs and sugar or milk or water and then you can make so much out of that stuff. I was sitting down thinking a bit today, like around our nanas, she always had the self-raising flour, eggs and sugar and she had it in them huge big silver mixing bowls and you get about 10 little grandkids, we'd all sit around the dining table and we all got to stir it like six times. And once that was all mixed up, that was the cake mix, She'd put in dried fruit, always the dried fruit, because it always kept. So put all the dried fruit in, and then once that was mixed, they used to go on just big silver baking trays. So they were massive big cakes that were then halved and cut up and given out to her sons that lived out bush. It was similar like a Christmas cake. It used to be just the big old, like a big vanilla cake, but that's how she made it. All the fruit through it. All the fruit through it, yeah. So like a Christmas cake, but but yeah, maybe it, without it, the, um, no without alcohol the or yeah, alcohol. none of that stuff in it. Yeah, but it was something that you could make in bulk, and then you could cut it up. Yeah, so not and necessarily wrap it up. for Christmas. Or no, it was any for any time. time. Okay, and but, then this yeah. would be gifted to all the family. Yeah, they'd be gifted to. We used to get lots of old uncles coming in from bush and stuff that would stay. They'd all be out the back on a swag or the old cyclone beds be all lined up and you could hear them talking during the night. Or what are cyclone beds? Cyclone beds are old beds that are made out of wire. So they weren't made of wood, they were made out of like steel I suppose. And so the legs used to fold, but the top of it was framed and it had wire going across like an so old like chicken little, wire. So like those little fold up beds almost? Literally, like yeah, but beds. these were heavy solid yes. beds. And everyone back in the day 
had one of those beds. They'd yeah. always have it wherever you went or they'd have it on the back of their old yeah. Land Rovers or Toyotas. So back to your, you know, I suppose your, your cooking heritage. Your, your mum was a good cook? Um, good she was um, very, yeah. She was, um, she was a very basic cook. She was a cook that um, she also she made stuff. She had four daughters to feed as well, you know. So her her cooking was making us traditional old um, beef pies, where she'd make all her own, fry up her beef and onion, and and make the gravy out of flour. But then she'd make her pastry on top. She used to cook us puffed loons, which are deep fried scones. They are what? Yeah, a deep fried scone, but we call them puffed loons. Yeah. Same thing, you know, they could be either sticky or whatever sort of mixture you want. And that was then dropped into oil and fried and they would just, especially with self-raising flour, they just swell up. You get them while they're hot, cut them in half, and put your butter, your treacle back then. Or golden syrup. Golden syrup or treacle. I, I've had them as a kid and the butter and golden syrup, yeah. heaven. So my mum used say. to call it the poor man's bread. Yeah. But these days it's a delicacy because I make it constantly. People say, hey, Nat, do you want to make us a batch of this and that? Lovely. Are you well known within your family as an expert damper cook? Yes. <laughs> and I, I have, I do say, I've won, I've won the Alice Springs show a couple of times. Oh, well, not just this year. <laughs> no, no, a couple of times. But I've always placed first, second or third. What makes a good damper? Like if you were a judge and you were judging the damper competition... Yep. What are you going to look for in a good damper? I think looking at it, the overall, you know when a good damper's made, when you can hit it and you can, it makes a bit of a noise so and hollow, you know it's hollow, hollow it's noise. cooked yeah. all the way through. And you're just even and you've got to have your cross on top because that lets that open up a bit. Yeah, but I mean you can make them, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll make the dampers and then I'll either roll it, make it smooth or sometimes I just put it together, flat it with my hand and put it on a dish so it'll come out looking a bit more not smooth, rustic. you know, rustic looking, yeah. But it, it's that, that noise, you yeah, look for the hollowness. I, I, just, I can't even describe it, I just, I just have heard that almost a woody sound. It is, that the whole, and you, you'll know once you, you hit it, the hollowness of it all. But also that same, the colour, yeah. the, the even the colour all the way around it. Yeah. And do you cook it when you go out camping? Do you cook it on an open fire? When do you know, I, I, I don't. I've only done it on a, a couple of times, but a lot of it's just at home. Yeah, because I did that radio series, Great Cooks of the Desert, and yeah. Yamuna Oldfield from... Oh, Yamuna, yeah. She yeah. did this damper actually straight on on the coals yeah. as yeah. well. And that was quite burnt, but it was really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. very good. Yeah. yeah, but no, I've... Never, yeah, I think maybe twice I've ever done it when we've gone bush. Otherwise, it's it's just home on different occasions. Yeah. Um, someone wants something, like I make it all the time for my dad if he wants something. Is it and one of his favourites? Yes, the fruit. Fruit damper. He loves fruit damper. <laughs> I get I'm orders. I'm feeling like damper. I get um, orders all so the time. So fruit damper is damper with dried fruits, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah just the dried fruit. Just the full dried fruit. A uh, full dried mix. What I usually do is because you, when you do get them, they can be quite dry. So sometimes I will just soak them in, in a little bit of water for half an hour to soften them up, then to mix them through. And then put it into whatever shape I want to make and then cook it up. Yeah. And can I just ask, we're going to go for a mid-show break, but before we do that, I really want to ask about what's in your damper ingredients. What are the ingredients? My ingredients are the most basic of all. It's seriously, it's just your self-raising flour. You can either use water or milk. I usually use milk. 
and I'll add maybe put in a bit of salt. That's it. That's all I use. So you don't rub butter into it like scones? No, yeah. no, no, no. So mine, and I know there is so many people do them so many different ways. That's how I do mine and it works. Yeah. And I think if you're going to do milk, you have to make sure it's not cold milk you're adding. You need to add warm milk because then that reacts to open up your self-raising flour, the little bits of the flour. Mm. Yeah. And how long do you cook it for? Oh, look, 15, 20 minutes, depending on how big you're going to cook it or if you're going to cook it in um, like a, a baking tray or you're going to put it just on a flat tray. And most of the time I'll look and go, yep, and I'll do my little... Knock, knock, knock. Knocking on the top to check if it's cooked or not. <laughs> now, we're going to have a little bit of a break. We're going to listen to a Christmas song, Christmas All Over Again by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. That was Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers with Christmas All Over Again. My name's Rita Catoni and you're listening to this year's Christmas special of Kitchen Radio. My guest today is Natalie Ross and we're talking, of course, Christmas cooking. But in the break, we also had a look at what a cyclone bed is. <laughs> yes. And it does look familiar. It's kind of exactly what you said. It's it like is. a heavy duty chain link bed that's made on, yeah, heavy, oh, I don't know, pipe. Pipes. Yep, Pipes. we're going to get, we're yeah, getting it's really hard. again, yes. But it was just part of the story we were telling. Yeah. I can't remember what that story was. Maybe. I think it's just the memories of Christmas and that's how when the older people finish having their Christmas lunches, they'd all go outside and they'd have swags on cyclone beds where they'd be all having their little sleep after lunch. So Christmas lunch this year, are you cooking? I'll be cooking for at home and we're going to probably have a brunch. Just sons are growing up, places to be. I'll be doing the same thing, you know, the so roast, roast. Maybe we could go through the menu. Yes. yes. So um, hey, what, what pre-cooking are you doing? Pre-cooking, the night before, I will do my roast chicken and my roast pork. Oh, actually, no, I might do the roast pork the morning of because I like nice, fresh, hot crackle. And by the leg of ham, um, we'll do some roast veggies, which I'll probably do that morning of as well. The day prior, I will do a cheesecake, a trifle and my pavlova. <laughs> I know there's only three of us, but it'll last yeah, me a week or right. so. So this is only for three people. You're <laughs> yes. All of this. It, but it'll, it'll, uh, you know, and I do this because it's, I'm going to make it go over within, over the week. Yep. Yeah. But um, yeah, same thing, toss salad, the roast veggies and stuff like that. And the prawns, can't forget the prawns. <laughs> but I love it. I love having that, the whole setup of Christmas, you know, even if it's just brunch, it's yeah. just... It's all there, and you've got your hot, hot bread rolls also. Yep. 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 So you've got a, you're doing a massive feast for three of yep. you as a brunch. Yep. Um, and then what happens with the rest of the day? Do you have another second celebration later on in the day? Uh, what I'll do is probably have some of that that I will cut up and take a platter of the food over to my um, younger sisters. And I'll go and sit over with her and her family, as I've done for the last, oh, I don't know how many years. Um, and sit with her because we hang out by the swimming pool and all our kids get together and enjoy the day and have their cold, a uh, few cold drinks on beers. Yeah, so that, that's sort of planned for uh, uh, probably around, you know, one o'clock or something like that. I'll spend the morning doing my stuff with my sons and things like that. Yeah. Then in the evening, we'll probably still be there, but then I'll come home and then I've got something to have for dinner. And I'll um, probably have food, enough food then that what I'll do is I'll pack some stuff up and head to Dad's the next day. Um, so he's fully catered for as well for the next week. Uh, and I'm very open to, you know, if anyone, I always say to people, if you 
got nothing to do, nowhere to be, pop over. Pop over, plenty of food. Yeah. <laughs> um, can you tell me about your the sweets that you're making, like the cheesecake and the trifle and the pavlova? So what's your what sort of a cheesecake are you making? Are you making um, like a classic Australian cheesecake? I'm just making the yeah, just a normal vanilla cheesecake. Crumb, crumb biscuit, biscuit crumb with butter, yeah. Um, cream, just your cream cheese, bit of vanilla essence, sugar, sugar lemon, yeah, the, just the usual stuff. Very basic, um, yeah. and then look, decorate it up a bit. You know, I might yeah. put some strawberries and blueberries and stuff like that on the top. Yeah. My trifle is usually always I have some type of cake that I have cooked or cooked too much of, freeze it. I have got banana cake and stuff in there, so I'll use that as a base and put through either some, I don't know, some brandy or something like that. And jelly, do you do I do a jelly layer. do a jelly layer. I have one son who does not like jelly or the texture wow. of it, but I make it anyway. And yeah. what sort of jelly do you use, aeroplane jelly? <gasps> yeah, the only the best aeroplane jelly. <laughs> and what flavour? I stick to the traditional raspberry. Oh, really? Oh, see, I always do port wine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, the raspberry, I think it's one of those, I know the the boys or whoever is just going to like it. Yeah. So we'll do the cake, put either a bit of brandy, something through yeah. that, and then I'll do the jelly. And, and then, then some custard? Custard. Custard made with custard powder? I have done, yeah, but this year I think because it's only going to be a small trifle, yeah. so let's, yeah, I'll, I'll probably just go and buy the custard this year. Oh, come on, custard powder is very well, easy to make custard. With. I know, and I have packets of custard powder so I might even do that because we only need a little bit of it yeah. And yeah. Then fresh cream on the top fresh cream on the top and then I'll have some fresh fruit on the top of that used to be back in the day in the old day you get your tin of fruit you do your cake put the tin of mixed fruit in then you do your jelly custard and then cream yeah yeah but I just have some fresh fruit on the top just make everyone happy. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'll often do like roasted almonds or, ro or, or toasted flaked almonds on the top. Oh yeah, no, I haven't. And I've been known to put gold leaf oh. on top of the trifle. No way. Or, I could try that or this coffee year. coffee made with gold leaf and I put could, that on the top to make it look I could, very flash. I could do that this year. Because the thing about trifles is that you can actually make them look very flash with very simple things <laughs> as well if you really want to impress people. It is. Yeah, no, no, you can do. And sometimes I've had the old chocolate shavings and bits and yeah, pieces like true. that also on top of it. Yeah. But I also try to do it, like I say, cater for that everyone likes it. Not someone's like, I don't like this or I don't yeah, like that. Yeah, it's very hard. So it's do. just... If you've got enough choice, so the person who maybe doesn't like jelly can maybe have cheesecake or the pavlova. This is why, yeah, yes. this is why Not I do it. Not everybody has to eat everything. No. Um, and the pavlova, so you, you're making a round pavlova? Yeah, yep, the round pavlova. With, uh, with fresh cream? Uh, oh, loads of fresh cream and then loads and then what, of what fruit. Do you fruit. Oh, I do the blueberries, strawberries, kiwi fruit, yes. passion fruit. Yes. All that sort of stuff goes yeah. on so top. For me, a pav's got to have passion fruit. And yeah. Fresh passion fruit. Yeah. With, with the pavlova, I know when I was working and living at Mount Lindu Station in South Australia, it was one of our big things. We cooked pavlova constantly. I think it's because we just had so many eggs. <laughs> so every there as a cook? No, no, I was working on the station, but um, I got on really well with, and we're still very good friends now with the manager's wife. And it was like every week we had pavlova from scratch. Yeah, I've actually got a whole lot of egg whites because I've been making these little kernelay, these little 
French um, little black baked custard. Oh, yes. And I ended yep. up with lots and lots of egg whites. So I actually made a, um, a Dutch hazelnut cake the other oh, day. Oh, lovely. egg whites and hazelnut. Milk. Yeah, yeah. I've got uh, egg whites again yes. in my freezer. You can freeze them, exactly. Yeah, They're a great yeah. thing to freeze. I'm worried about all your food, about how you're going to keep it like fresh because often it's a really hot time of year Christmas do you have a couple of fridges I do oh, okay. yeah right okay. yeah yes. yeah yeah I have a couple of fridges and a really good sturdy freezer but yeah no a couple of fridges um, so that's always the fridge is always cleaned out those couple of days prior to make sure there's enough food for all the uh, Christmas luncheons and stuff yeah yeah yeah, so it's only mainly the, you know, the things like if the salads, the salads aren't going to last, you know, maybe two days. So they're the, they're the sort of things that I'd go in and go, okay, yeah, exactly. just, so if, if we're going to have it, we'll just yeah. do, yeah, do small amounts of that sort of stuff. Yeah, um, you know, I'm, I'm in a bit of a dilemma this year because I'm sharing Christmas with some, a family that we've had Christmas with quite a few years now. And last year I made, I decided to go against tradition and I made... Um, blue corn tortillas oh. with uh, a mango salsa and it was quite lovely but this year I'm feeling like I really want to do something traditional like a, a roast chicken and really go the yeah. traditional path but with some differences so I found this great recipe for like a pavlova crown oh yeah the thing with pavlova the thing about whether or not you want a soft pavlova or a crispy pavlova and often it's hard for people to have evenly balanced servings you yes know? <laughs> you know, someone in the middle will get a lot more cream and someone yeah. who's doing the outside gets a lot more meringue and but a, you can actually do a pavlova crown so you have your meringue in a crown and then you put your fresh cream on top around it and yep. then you you decorate it that way and i think that looks really pretty yeah. as well I, I did lash out a few years ago and i made um a four layer pavlova oh wow with, with mango <laughs> and middle, of the or? different sizes yeah so it came oh, from the okay. large round bottom oh and then so i like filled it with yes 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 and i do have pictures to prove i did okay, that <laughs> yeah on and brandy snaps because i went let's this, this is it we're so traditional and i love it because this is the only time i think we get to really it make and eat all this really traditional food. We don't usually. No, because it's actually not very healthy, let's face it. No, you know? so that's what I... It's a really great excuse, I think, to cook those things that you know... Oh, absolutely. Healthy, but you just really want them. Now, you're, you're making me think about brandy snaps for Christmas. Did you actually make the brandy snap rolls? No, I cheated. I didn't right. do that. They're actually quite... Quite hard yeah, that, I think that's probably why I went. You know, I'm going to go the <laughs> easy way. <laughs> Buy the brandy snaps. I filled them some with custard, some with cream. Yeah, they're and did that whole yes. yeah, and layer with fresh fruit around it and stuff. Yeah, um, the same thing. Let me think out of the box. What else could I do? Yeah, and they're very traditional. So um, the thing I like about yeah. your Christmas lunch is that it is very, it's very traditional. You're not it trying. Is to do something outrageous no. you're actually got a really solid like australian christmas lunch yep. that's going to appeal to your to your family yeah yeah mm. and it uh, the conversation like we had earlier is about the walnuts yes at so christmas that walnuts. was that was something that you'd always find my mum and dad's when we grew up is she that always have a bowl of fruit and you knew it was christmas because we had plums plums and cherries and um apricots and nectarines were always on our our table but there was also another, you know, a dish that had peanuts, but 
walnuts, whole walnuts. And I Actually always remember in the shell. So we would sit there with hammers because, you know, four daughters and we had all our grandkids, we'd be smashing these walnuts. But I know that I haven't added that. I've never added that. So maybe that's something I could... You could add this year. Yeah. If you can find walnuts, good luck with that. Yes. Yes, yeah. that's probably why I haven't added it. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, stuff like that. Walnuts. I always remember having, yeah, the yeah. walnuts and stuff on our, on our table for Christmas around, yeah. For me, it's cherries. The association yeah. for me is storms and cherries. Yes. For me, yeah. that's part of like growing up in North Queensland. There were always storms. So for me, at the moment, this weather with this beautiful stormy, humid weather for me, yeah. it's it's very nostalgic. It really makes Bring me feel joy. like Christmas and yeah. brings me sort of to to my memories of Christmas. Um, but there aren't really cherries yet available. They're incredibly expensive. Very. Yes. I've been tempted quite a few times, and yeah. I'm like, just let's let it go for another week. Yeah. Um, I actually, I've often visited Tassie this time of year because my husband's from Tassie, and we yep. often have uh, Christmas with his family. And I have noticed the last couple of years that the cherries haven't been out in time for Christmas. So it wouldn't oh. actually surprise me if the, that we don't have cherries. Cherries. This year. Yeah. I know we've got. Yeah, small punnets of them, I do say. It's a bit sad, But it's it? something. Yeah. I mean, look, that would probably do my family, a small punnet <laughs> of cherries. But it is, it's, it is, it's Christmas when you see cherries yes. and stuff like that. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, yeah. that's what Christmas is, is all that stuff. Like you said, all the really not good food, but I'm going to eat all that not good food for a week. one day or for a whole week. <laughs> oh, I'm doing it for a week place. till yeah. that trifle and pavlov is gone. <laughs> Yes, I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. If not, I'm happy to go and drop it off at other people's places. That's great. <laughs> so, you yeah. have family here who can, who can have that food. Whereas I, yeah. I, it is the one thing I do miss about having Christmas here is that I don't have my extended family around. Yeah. Me. It's just my immediate family. I'm, I'm lucky, yeah. All my family's still here. Yeah. Um, I made my son's the other day, you know, chocolate um, cupcakes full of cream and... Um, Ran the oldest son to come over because I made him some Christmas biscuits and scones and oh, I love it that yeah. I can still do that and ring people to, to come over and pick up the food or go and drop the food off to someone. And I think it must be the thing about being like an under person is that this yep. is your home and you have all this family around you. Oh yeah and I'm happy to share whatever I have with people yeah. and that's another thing I think that that's just who, who we are yeah. is you know love to share what we can. Um, I, I know I do, um, and then I've got to remind myself sometimes it just take my own little bit of time sometimes because I'm always out trying to help someone or yeah. do something for but someone that is else. The spirit of Christmas absolutely is well. the spirit of Christmas. So, yeah. yeah, and you know what? Just yeah, being being there, being present, and just letting others know that you care. And you know, I always say it doesn't cost to to smile or give someone a hug. You know, yeah. Christmas Day a lot of people need that. Yeah, and give them a little because it can food. be. <laughs> And a little bit of food. I'll probably have enough that I'll palm them off with yeah, some food as well. Yeah, yeah. Because the food is such an important part. Of food. Oh, absolutely yeah, is yeah. though. And that and that's where families come around, isn't it? They come around food. You've yes. always got tables full well, of food. Well, food is a thing I think that often actually Draws everybody. binds families together. Oh yeah. They come together for the meal. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Oh. Merry Christmas. You too. It's got me thinking. I'm like, oh my, go home, start cooking. I'm going to have to put up a Christmas tree. I think. Yes. I'll have to check in on that. Yes. 
Well, this is actually my last show for the year and I'm going to be away in Tassie for the beginning of next year and I'm not quite sure if I'm going to continue the show or if I'm going to be able to find some wonderful cooks in Tasmania and continue to do it, but we'll see. Yeah, I think you will. You know, there's all these um, people, like myself, my cooking is out there, but I do so much and I cook so much and I have done catering for people. I have done weddings. They're the things that you just, it's just your own little thing and it's not something you put out for everybody. Yeah. And I can feel you're going to be a regular on my radio show as well, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> Thumbs up. It's hard to pin down, but still, I'm so Very hard. That's me and my finally pin you down. social life I have. <laughs> well, we're going to go out tonight with... Okay, we're going to go out tonight with one of Nat's favourites. Nat's choice on this one, not mine. <laughs> And that's Baby It's Cold Outside by Frank Sinatra. Yes. My name's Rita Katoni. You've been listening to Kitchen Radio. My guest today has been Natalie Ross. Have a wonderful Merry Christmas, Natalie, and all my wonderful listeners out there. Have a fabulous Christmas. Cook as much as you can, eat as much as you can, and enjoy. Thank you, Rita. And you you have a great Christmas as well.